Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, I Will Heal Their Backsliding. It shall be focused on a study of Hosea chapter 14. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee to know that You healed our backsliding, to know that there wasn't any righteousness in us that we could ever bring and be acceptable before Thee, but You healed us from a life of sin and how You restored Your children as You spoke in the Scripture. We pray, Father, if, if there be any who slid away from Your Word, and we know we backslide every day, but may You restore us yet today and set us on a high ground where You'd love us to be and be a city set upon a hill, that those might look at us and see Christ in us. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Hosea chapter 14. Chapter 14 O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words, and turn to the Lord, say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously. So will we render the calves of our lips. Asher shall not save us, we will not ride upon horses, neither will we say any more to the work of our hands. Ye are our gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily, and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread, and his beauty shall be as the olive tree, and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn, and grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? I have heard him. And observed him. I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found. Who is wise, and he shall understand these things? Prudent, and he shall know them? For the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them. But the transgressors shall fall therein. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled the unconditional covenant that God made with his people. This was preached in 1954 on March the 6th. We'll begin at paragraph 167 up to paragraph 208. I trust you find it to be a blessing. You know, do you believe the Bible's written so you have to read between the lines, as I said? You read between the lines. Not the lines is right, but there's between the lines. I miss Branham sitting back there looking at me. When she writes me a letter, when I'm overseas, she said, Dear Bill, I'm thinking of you tonight. I love you. I'm sitting here with the children. Certainly miss you. Oh, that's what she's saying, but right in between there, I'm just thinking a whole lot more things she's thinking about. <laughs> I love her. She loves me, and I know how she writes. <laughs> See? So that's the affair between us. And when you come in love with God, you just read between the lines. See? He says... By stripes you're healed. Yes, Lord, I know why. Because why? You couldn't turn your own children down, see? You've got sympathy for your children. And all I see, you just read between the lines. Now watch. 
Listen closely now and put on your jacket. I preached this about two years ago at a Bible conference one time. And brother, I'm telling you, my office is snowed over with letters and all the criticism you ever heard. And then I heard somebody picked it up and went and wrote a little book on it. <laughs> so it got scattered out somehow. But look, in a revelation, notice this. People begin to receive it a little more now. They begin to settle down and look at it better. See? Sometimes you kind of like a mule, you know, back up from the stall or don't look right. It's all right. Just keep looking at it a while. God will bring it to pass. He'll, he'll show you where it's at. Now, I want to give you some consolation, you dear old saints of the living God. I struggled a long time and now I'm getting broke down, getting old. Now I'm going to close just in about five minutes. Listen close now. Here was Abraham, 100 years old, Sarah, 90. God said, I'm still going to give you that baby. I remember my promise. You believed it all along, and I'm going to give it to you. Sarah laughed in the tent. The angel of the Lord knew what she talked about. That wasn't the angel of the Lord. That was God himself. Abraham said it was. He had on clothes like a man, dust all over him, come from a far country. But Abraham saw God face to face there. Well, he went out, and look what he did. He eat meat. Abraham went and killed a calf, brought some butter out, and Sarah needed some bread and made some whole cakes, brought it out, and the Almighty, with dust on his clothes, sat down and eat a calf and drink and milk and eat hot cakes. That's the scripture, if you want to believe it. That's right. He just disappeared right before Abraham. Oh, my. <laughs> I felt where that went. <laughs> but it's the truth. And he said, Abraham, according to the time of life, I'm going to visit you. Sarah went on the inside. The angel said, or the Lord said, why'd you laugh, Sarah? She said, I never laughed. said, oh, yes, you did. <laughs> He's still the same tonight, isn't he? He knows what's in your heart and what's going on. Sure he does. Why'd you laugh? Wish we had time to dwell a little longer on these things. I'm... All right. Notice. I hear was Sarah. She got old, little grandma. And here is Abraham, long white beard, a hundred years old. Now to stop you off before you get started in your mind, the Bible said they were both well stricken in age. And years before this, Abraham fell on his face and laughed when he thought the very idea of him as old a man in his life gone like he was to ever have a child but Sarah. Is that right? Now, they were old. Both of them. Now, we notice immediately after this when God made his covenant, or he showed Abraham. Now, this is not written right in the Scripture, but read between the lines with me now. Now, when he showed Abraham what he was going to do, he made a manifestation of it to the people. To them. Now watch. Now he told me he's going to bless them. Now ministers, I kind of hold your guns down for a minute. But notice, we know that God had to do something to the womb anyhow of Sarah, didn't he? She had been barren all these years. Nearly a hundred years old and was barren. Well, in order, it's a mixed audience, if you listen to your doctor, I'm your brother. In order to do something to make this, he had to to recreate something in that woman's womb to make it fertile. Is that right? In order to do that, he had to stimulate her heart because she couldn't go and labor like that. 
woman 100 years old. Is that right? Couldn't do it. All right, and another thing, what about the milk vein? God doesn't patch up anything. He made Sarah a new woman. He made her a young, beautiful woman again. And he made Abraham a young man again. He just turned him back to show what he's going to do in the rapture to us. Oh, you say, Brother Branham, ridiculous. All right, we'll follow him a minute. We know immediately after that, they took a little trip and went out to Greer. Is that right? Measured on your map, 300 and something miles by camel. What a trip for an old couple like that. Grandma here, a little stick, a little shawl. Here she comes, Abraham. 300 and something miles down to Greer. Is that right? The Bible said they went down there. And you know the strange thing it was? After little grandma and them coming down there, and great-great-grandpa Abraham, long white beard, little grandma with this little shawl, the king of Greer was looking for a sweetheart. All those beautiful women down there. But when he seen Sarah, he said, there's the one I want. <laughs> little grandma with a shawl over his shoulder. The most beautiful thing in the world. Ridiculous nonsense. She was a little grandma. God turned her back to a young, beautiful woman again. That's what he's going to do to every one of you. In the rapture. Yes, sir. I can see her now, the king, looking all around where that pretty girl's was. But when he seen Sarah, he said, there's the one I've waited for. <laughs> Could you imagine little grandma? That's the one I've waited for. No, she was a pretty girl. Turned back to around 25 years old, something like that. Abraham, a young, sturdy man again. God told him what he, he showed him what he was going to do. What the covenant is with you. What he done to Sarah and Abraham, he's going to do with you, grandmother and you, grandfather. The same thing. Now watch. This king of Greer found, fell in love with her. And Abraham lied. Said, that's, that, that, that's my sister. This is going to shock holiness, people. Said, that's my sister. And the king took her over, and he was going to marry her, and he got her over there and fixed her all up, perhaps, and put all the paint on her, or whatever it was that the others did. He was king. He'd do what he wanted to. And uh, first thing you know, he might have manicured her hair, you know, or whatever you call that stuff you do on it, and fixed her all up. He's going to marry her. He's, she is a good Holy Ghost woman, so she didn't use that stuff. See? So he had to fix her all up, so he wanted to marry her his way. So you find out that night after he took his bath and laid him, stretched his big feet out in the bed like that, he said, oh, my son, Lord, I'm so happy you give me this pretty girl. Ignored all the time of the fact is another man's wife. And while he was laying there, now remember, he was a righteous man. And so while he went to sleep, the Lord come to him and said, you're just as good as a dead man. Why? He said, Lord, why am I as good as a dead man? He said, well, you got another man's wife out there. See God in His sovereign grace protecting that stream of blood which comes Jesus? That's right. God will do it. Don't you worry. He'll take care of the rest of it. You just let Him alone. Just commit yourself to Him. He'll take care of the rest. said, you're as good as a dead man. Why, well, he said, Lord, you know the integrity of my heart. Why, well, I said, you know that she told me that's my brother, and he told me that's my sister. He said, yeah, I know it. I know, I know the integrity of your heart, and that's the reason I kept you from sinning against me. Look, there's grace. I know you're a good man, a righteous man, and everything, but I'll not hear your prayer. Her husband is my prophet. 
think of it. A little liar backslid. You say, Brother Bram, I've done something the other day. I'm afraid the Lord won't heal me tonight. Oh, yes, he will. But you get scared. You're a Christian. You still still repent for what you've done and go on. See? <laughs> That's right. You say, well, I, I backslid. It don't make any difference. Repent and go on. See? You're scared. The first little thing comes along, you turn your head one way, you think God's going to condemn you. Repent! So, get right. You say, well, I... Now look, there was Abraham, and anyone knows that God told Abraham not to leave Palestine. And any time that a person disobeys God, he backslides. Is that right? And because a drought come on, Abraham, instead of standing facing the music, he went and done exactly what God told him not to do. So if you do what God tells you not to do, you're backslid. So Abraham was sitting out there backslid and telling a lie. But God couldn't turn his child down. He'd give him the promise unconditionally. He said, that's my prophet. You take his wife back and restore him. If don't, you're as good as a dead man. And let him pray for you. Who? Hallelujah. Who? Not that holier than I art, but my prophet sitting out there. I'll hear his prayer. Hallelujah. There's the grace of God to the Holy Ghost Church and you don't recognize it. Amen. The same thing that Hiram prophet Balaam seen when he looked down in Israel and he thought surely a, a holy God would curse a people that had lived with their mothers and all the things they had did, the honorary vulgar stuff, but he failed to see that smitten rock and that brass serpent going before Israel making atonement. That's what's the matter tonight. The people look down and say, Pentecost did this and Pentecost did that and they're this way and that way. They fail to see the smitten rock, Jesus Christ, going before them in the power of the resurrection of the Holy Ghost. They're still the coveted people. I know they talk about this. They this preacher run off of this man's wife, but over their ranks they did the same thing. Don't tell me. I'll come out of it. I know it. They just got a lot of prestige to smother it down. You have to stand and bear it. That's right. But if you've got the Holy Ghost, you're God's child, you're Abraham's seed. You've got an unconditional covenant written in your heart by God Almighty Himself. Who can't take it back? Amen. He swore that He wouldn't do it. Hallelujah. Every promise in the Bible is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. I am trusting in His love divine. Every promise in the book is mine. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for speaking to us out of Your Word today. May the words of life that we heard today impart into the depths of our hearts that they become they may become part of us, that we, in turn, will become part of You. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
just give a praise. We just want to lift our hands. We just praise the Lord for his goodness and for his healing. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land.
So like Hannah, Lord, we cry to you. Open the barren rooms. Everything we have need of, you are here in our midst. And I know that you are more than willing and able to do. Like Samson, Lord, we cry to you. With lifted hands we cry, just once more, just once more, just once more, Lord. I must see life signs in this body. I know healing is here. I know deliverance is here. I know that the Holy Ghost is here to restore all that the locust has eaten. House of hell, you must give way. Restore unto us, Lord, our peace, our joy, our fellowship. Satan, you must move back. We are here, Mount Zion. We lift our hands tonight and we shout your praises. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing, healing in our bodies healing in our souls and we thank you tonight father that we are not leaving here the same way that we came in we lift our hands to you father and all we can say lord jesus is that we love you lord lord we love you lord all we can say father is that we love you and we know that our vats will overflow but corn with oil Give him praises. You just lift your hands and you worship. 